Jerusalem. It's been reading at verse 1. Now Jericho was greatly shut up because of the children of Israel. None went out, and none came in. And the Lord said unto Joshua, See, I have given into thy hand Jericho, and the king thereof, and the mighty men of Bilaam. Ye shall come past the city, all you men of war, and go around about the city once, and that's I do, do six days. And seven priests shall bear before the ark seven trumpets of ram horns. And on the seventh day, ye shall compass the city seven times, and the priests shall blow with the trumpets. And it shall come to pass. When they make a loud blast with the ram's horn, when you have heard the sound of the trumpet, all the people shall shout with a great shout, and the walls of the city shall fall down flat, and the people shall ascend up every man straight before him. And Joshua, the son of Nun, called the priests, and said unto them, Take up the ark of the covenant, and let seven priests bear seven trumpets of ram horns before the ark of the Lord. And he said unto the people, Pass, pass on, and go past the city, and let him that are on pass before the ark of the Lord. And it came to pass, when Joshua spoke unto the people, that the seven priests bearing the seven trumpets of ram horns passed on before the Lord, and blew the trumpet, the ark of the covenant of the Lord followed them. And the armed men went before the priests that blew their trumpets, and the reward came out of the ark. And the priests going on and blowing the trumpets. And Joshua had commanded the people, saying, You shall not shout, nor you make any noise with your voice, neither shall any word proceed out of your mouth until the day I bid you to shout. Then ye shall shout. But we're going to pause right there because I want you to see what the God just said. I want you to see it for yourself. The reason why bad things happen to good people because sometimes we talk too much. Let me say it again. The reason why bad things happen to good people is because we talk too much and the reason why I say we talk too much we want to tell everything that God has promised to everybody we want to make it known how blessed we are we're blessed of the Lord and we are highly favored but God didn't tell you to go bring to everybody about his, the goodness of him he gave a commandment right here and I want you to, I want you to see this he gave a commandment to them he said, we're going to march around this city, but you're not going to say a word. You're not going to make any noise. You're not going to open your mouth with a voice. Not one word you proceed out of your mouth until you get the commandment to shout. Why do bad things happen to good people? And I'm going to say this, I have to say it again. Because sometimes we just, good people talk way too much. 
I know we want to tell the goodness of the Lord. We want to test. We want to be a testimony. See what the Lord is doing in my life. See what God has given me. See what God has promised me. But here's the thing. He promised you that he's going to do things in your life. He promised you he's going to make you the head and not the tail. He promised he's going to make you the lender and not the borrower. Mm. He promised you that you will be above and not beneath. But here's the question. Did the promise manifest itself yet? Did it come to pass yet? And if your answer is like mine, no, then that means we should have been keeping my mouth shut and just telling God, thank you for the blessings. Thank you in spite of. See, God will put you in a place around a, a, a city or around people that they said that way, around a group of people. And these people are doing everything to tear you down. They're doing everything to make you feel like you're less than. They're doing everything to make you feel like you're not worthy. And here, God says, I put you there for a reason because I want my glory to come to you as a testimony. In spite of how bad they mistreat you, you still got my favor. Mm. Yes, his favor, not man's favor, but his favor. Because when God's favor is in your life, I know people say when the favor of God is upon me, that's fine and dandy, but I don't believe in that. That is upon me. I believe in God's favor is in me. Why do I say it's in me? Because his word says in St. John's 15 that he is, he's the husband. His father is the tree and he's the branch. And he's the husband of the vineyard. And if any man abide in him, can ask what he will in his nature his father, and his father will do it. So that means the favor of God cannot be on me. It has to be in me. That means I delight myself in the word day and night, and I meditate on him. If I'm meditating on the Lord, and I'm meditating on his goodness, I'm meditating on his promise, I'm meditating on his healing, I'm meditating on his promise, I'm meditating on his, his joy, I'm meditating on his peace. What I am with the blessing of God, it has to abide within me. It cannot be upon me, it abides in me. That means it's got to stay in me. The word in the Greek, in the Hebrew, emotion, needs to abide, needs to stay in. It has to stay and I want us to get this tonight because we have done things that God told us to keep our mouths shut. And we told people anyway. Now people don't grab hold of our businesses that should have made us multi-millionaires, made us multi-billionaires. Now they grab it, they don't mess it up and then some of them became millionaires, what should have been mine. Mm, you know, see, I got I talk to myself. I'm testifying that because God gave me visions and I spoke them and I spoke them, sharing it, hoping to encourage somebody to hold on to God's unchanging hand, not knowing I was speaking blessings into their lives. They grabbed hold of it and ran with it. And now I'm sitting here like, wait a minute, hold up. That was my idea. Wait a minute. Why? Mm, hold up. And it's all because sometimes. We talk too much. God bless you. We in the book of Joshua chapter 6, verses 1 through mm, 9, 10. I'm sorry, verses 1 through 10. And we have a, we don't know how to hold our peace. We don't know how to be quiet because we want everybody to see how good. God is shining on us. We want everybody to see how favorable God is on us. And God told you to hold your peace. I put you in the midst of 
then this day is determined not only I put you in the list of haters and people that always want to find fault with everything you do. And I, I used to, I preached a message some years ago. Ask the question, where do you belong? And I gave five particular categories of people that said a category that I guarantee you, if I say them again right now, you can think of a church or somebody in the church that you've been around with that fits this category. The first one, I could just say, you got spectators, always somebody just looking, just looking, looking at what everybody wearing, looking at what the preachers got on, looking at how the preacher's talking, looking at how the, pe- the preacher and his wife and gone on spectators. The second person in that group that God put you in the midst of is called instigators. They will say something, but they won't do it for themselves. But they'll put everybody else to do it and say, see, look at what they did. They called right out, and it was one that caused a problem in the church. They the one that got the church all in the uproar about the church might have to break up and split and do it all the time because you have somebody in the running their mouth that the God didn't tell them to say anything. We call those people instigators. The third kind of people we talk about is what we call dictators. They always tell you what to do, but they ain't gonna do it themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got no people in that city of Jericho. They're telling everybody just how they're gonna dress. They're telling everybody how to worship. They're telling everybody how to sing. I tell them how to preach and how you should preach. Tell the preacher how you should dress. I tell them the person that you should wear that. You should wear this. You should get this. This dictator. But ain't willing to find an order of advice they're giving out their own selves. Yes. The fourth people in this category, because you get your instigators, your dictators, your spectators, we got your couch potatoes. They sit in the church. They just sit there. They be in the way. They just sit there. They, they, they couch potatoes. They ain't gonna move, but they don't want to see you move either. They want. They don't want to. They, they talk about the progress and favor of God, but they don't want to get into where they can be blessed and moved by the favor of God. They talk about the power of God, but they ain't gonna move because they don't want that. They don't want to be shaken. They don't want to be touched. They don't want to get that feeling. They don't want that joy. So they just. They just. There in the way. You ever heard some people testify I've been running for Jesus for a long time? They ain't went nowhere. They just there. They just run. Marking time. They in the way. This is what we call couch potatoes. Another type of person God just gave me, I, I talked about him once before, and, and he just brought it back to my remembrance now, and I say thank you. In this category, you got your instigators, your spectators, your dictators, your couch potatoes. And you got your non-negotiators. It's their way or the highway. It don't matter. Like, if I can't be over it, then I can't be over the program, I'm not going to do it. If I'm not over the praise team, I'm not singing. If I'm not over the choir, I'm not playing. If I'm not the chief musician of the church, I'm not doing it. If I'm not the assistant pastor, then I ain't going to preach. I'm not, I don't, I, it's always what they want, their way. And you ask a preacher, what that guy doing? Why bad things happen to good people? Because God put these kind of folks in your life for a reason, and you didn't even recognize what the reason was. But I'm going to help you get there in a minute. I promise, I'm going to reveal it all to you in one moment. But the last person in this in this city of Jericho that's there, in your city, that's in your surrounding, in your circle, is what we call, and they're very small, they're very small, they're called participators. Whatever is going on in the church, they want to be part of it. They don't matter. If there's a prayer meeting, they're right there. If they, if they, if they don't matter how to sing, but they just want to be part of the, the praise team. They can't play a note, but they want to be part of the musicians. Whatever's going on in the church, they just want to be part of it. They just want to be in the number. You know the old song, or oh, when the saints go marching in, or oh, when the saints go marching in, oh Lord, I want 
to be in that number or when the saints go marching in they just want to be part of they want to be part of they want to be a body in the presence of God you know as long as I'm in the presence of God I'm happy Mm, yes, long as I can feel the glory of God, I'm content. Long as I can say I was in the number one more time, they're happy. Now, now they look at the city. You got all these folks around or you're in your circle in the city of Jericho. And God said, I brought you to a place that I promised I was going to give to you. Why do bad things happen to you? I'm going to say one more time, you talk too much. Look at the text. I'll go back to the verse, but I want to go back to verse 10. This is what it talks about. What bad things happen to me. Joshua gave the commandments, and Joshua had commanded the people saying, You shall not shout, nor make any noise with your voice, neither shall in the words you shall proceed out of your mouth until the day I bid you to shout, then you can shout. God gave you a word, but He didn't tell you when to give that word. And you want to give dust to the Lord.
So preacher, why do bad things happen to good people? And this time, where you at in your life, God has told you to be quiet and hold your peace. God has been telling you, stop telling everybody what I promised you. God's been telling you, stop showing everybody what I gave you. It ain't for them to see right now. You're in a place that you need to just be still and let me fight your battle. We used to sing old songs and say, be still. God will fight your battle if you just be still. Mm, yes, Lord. God will fight the battle. But for him to fight the battle, that means you need to be still. The Bible declares that he is Jehovah, Nisi. The Lord God, our banner, Lord that fights our battle. If we will just be still, God said, I'm doing a new thing. That means I'm flipping the strip around. That means for me to flip the strip around, that means I just need you to sit back and just watch. And when I tell you to speak, that's when you speak. When I tell you to praise me, that's when you praise me. When I tell you to jump for joy, that's when you jump for joy. When I tell you to shout, you better open your mouth and shout. But right now, I just need you to be still and hold your peace. Yes, I. Glory to God. Let me move on. Let me go back so you can understand what we what we why we're talking about this this way. Back to the first verse. Now Jericho was a straight shut up because the children of Israel none went in and none came out. Meaning that when God puts you in a place, it doesn't matter who you or your surrounding is. When God got you in the midst of that, He is in the building. When God is in the midst of that, people can't come in, people can't go out. I don't how bad they want to talk about your name, how bad they try to desecrate your name, how bad they try to put you out there and make your name dirty as like muddy water. It don't work because this is what he said. Now Jericho was freely shut up because the children of Israel. Translation. When the praises of God are going up, blessings come down. And I mean, the devil in hell cannot do anything. He can try, but he cannot come past you. Hear me tonight. I want you to get this revelation in your spirit. Your trying time is almost over. You are the break of dawn. But God is saying, be quiet still. I let you know when it's time to shout. And believe me when I tell you, when God says it's time to shout, you're going to know when it's time to shout. And shout is not a dance. Let me clarify that. Shout is not a dance. Shout is something on the inside in your belly that pulls up like little water. It's a praise that the enemy cannot convey. It's a praise that brings forth manifestation of God's glory. Because when you shout, it causes the enemy ears to hurt. When you shout, it causes an enemy to find a place to hide his head. When you shout, it causes the devil and the imps, the demons, to flee from you. When you shout, how do I know how powerful your shout is? David said, good, I'm glad you asked, because I can testify. If you go to Psalm 47, you can write this down and read it for yourself later. Psalm 47 says, clap your hands all you people. Shout unto the Lord with a voice of triumph. Mm. Wait a minute. What did it say? Clap your hands. So when God told you right now, nobody can come past you. They can come in. They can go out. They can put all the little hoodoo 
little witchcraft all they want you. They cannot harm you. Why? Because the Bible declared in Isaiah 54 and 17, no weapon that's formed against you shall prosper. And every tongue that rises up against you shall be condemned. All God is saying, if you just hold your peace, I'm going to fight your battle. Verse 2, we're not done with this tonight for the moment. The Lord said unto Joshua, See, I have given thee thy hand of Jericho, and the king thereof, and the mighty men of Bala, and it shall come to pass, and you shall come past the city, excuse me, all you men of war, and go round about the city once, and that shall do it six days, and seven priests shall bear before the ark of seven trumpets, the ram horns, and the seven days shall come the trumpets to save the seven times, and the priests shall blow their trumpets. God has given some specific instructions to us. There's some businesses that God has placed in us. We've been working on them. We've been digging it down with them. We'll pick them up, put them down, pick it up, put it down, pick it up, put it down, pick it up, put it down. Okay, I work on it today. I won't touch it for another month or so. And I can't testify you, but I'm saying I'm, I'm guilty. I'm guilty. I'll pick the business plan up, revise it one day, put it down, don't touch it for a minute. Pick it back up, do it a little bit, read it, revise it again, put it back down. But God said, I'll give you instruction for six days. You're not to do nothing but just march around the city. And on the seventh day with the priest, you are to shop. There's some things in your life. God says, I need you to just be quiet for six days. I, I require six days of silence from you. Nothing else. Six days of silence. Oh, just worship and meditation. You're not to tell anybody what you're doing. You'll be fasting. Everybody don't need to know you'll be fasting. Because I need you to just be in a place of stillness in me for six days. And on that seventh day, I'm going to tell you when to shout. You said the Lord speaks to you, then you should know his voice. Because of where you at in him, there's some things God's got to move on your behalf. There's some people in your life that God has to move on your behalf because you're trying to move them, but they, they refuse to go anywhere. But they, they stagnate, they cause you to be stagnant. Glory to God, speak to me, Holy Ghost. They're causing, they're hindering, they are hindrance to your blessing. They're causing, they, they're snagging your blessing. And I hear the Lord say, you just be still. I'm going to move them myself because they're not stagnating you. They're trying to stagnate my blessing and you cannot hold up my blessing. Because when I say, I shall bless you, that no man shall curse you. And I will curse you, that no man can bless you. But God said, and that's through the room, talking to me if you don't want to know where it's coming from. Yeah, if you read the blessings and the curses, God said, I will bless you, that no man can curse you. So that means when I'm blessing you, I don't care how much the enemy try to grab hold of them, they cannot hinder it, they cannot hold it, because I am in charge. and the gospel messenger, she sings a Bible saying says, you go on now. Cause God is in charge of my life. And what is he saying? Go on. God is in charge. I'm gonna bless you. But I just need you to be quiet. Here's what my commandment I'm giving to you tonight. Not only are you ought to hold your peace. But every blessing 
that's been hindered. I ain't say the promise either. I said every blessing that you've seen in front of you that seems like it's been hindered. You gotta praise God for your blessing. Because your your miracle is coming through. Our finances are coming through. Our healing is coming through. Our deliverance is coming through. I want to go to church tonight with you. I really want, I really want to just have church tonight, but I, I really want to get this into your spirit, man. It's important I get this into your spirit, man. Hold your peace. Hold your peace. Because in verse 10, he says to you again, and Joshua's commanded the people, saying, You shall not shout nor make any noise with your voice, neither shall any word proceed out of your mouth until the day I bid you to shout, then you shout. Preach the why I gotta be quiet. You don't know what they're saying about me, you don't know what they're doing to me. You don't know what I'm going through, or even on my job right now. And the Lord says, Hold your peace. I want I'm gonna show you some things. I want you to see it. But I need you to be quiet. I just need you to hold your peace. some folks that really been trying you really been aggravating you I mean literally to the place that when you rather like I said physically you want to lay hands on them and the Lord told me to tell you to hold your peace he sees it you prayed about it you said God don't you see God said yeah but I can't do nothing until you hold your peace because I told you when you hold your peace I will make your enemies be at peace with you when you delight yourself in me. He said, I will keep you in perfect peace when your mind is stayed on me. And if you don't understand what I'm saying to you tonight, I'll let me go to school a little bit deeper with you so you can hear me clearly. Now, the reason why the enemy is bucking at you because he just saw your miracle and he's trying to grab hold of it and every time he tries to put his hands on it he get an electromagnetic shock which is called your praise the praise has been causing the enemy not to touch it he's trying to grab it but every time he gets a shock so God said if you just hold your peace just give me a praise give me a private praise I know you're going to go to church. I know you want to, we're going to worship. You're going to give me a public praise. That's fine. He said, but I need a private praise from you right now. I don't need nobody else to hear this praise. I just need this praise between me and you. I need this praise to come from out of your belly. Father, in the name of Jesus right now, I thank you for your glory. And God, I'm, I'm, I'm pausing right there because I feel you, Jesus. And I speak healing to those headaches. I command those headaches to loose right now. I command them to loose their hold right now by the blood of Jesus. I take authority right now. And I command them, I send them back to the pits of hell. And they should not return again. They should not come and agitate these bodies no more. God, I speak miraculous healing right now. 
to thy lyrics, to our voice, the cold that's in our chest. I command it to loose its hold because the praise must come forth. And God, I give you glory. I give you honor right now. Four of these blessings right now, we receive them. Hallelujah. And we declare them to be so right now. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Receive your healing. Hallelujah. And Father, now he says, hear me. When that day I tell you to shout. When I say shout, I want you to shout. I don't care who sees it. I don't care who how ugly you get. I don't care who knows it. Because when you shout and hear me, when you shout, that giant is going to come down. When you shout, that giant is going to fall. Your shout is going to be that little rock that you have in your slingshot. Mm, glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. When you shout, you put that little shot in that slingshot and you fire it at the enemy's head. God said, your giant is going to come down. He said, and it begins, you almost to that place where it's time to shout. He said, you didn't think I seen you in the place. You didn't think I seen you privately praising me. You didn't think I noticed you worshiped me. You didn't think I noticed how you were getting my words sick in me. He said, I see it all. I didn't say that. And he was, Lord, don't you see it? Don't you hear it? And the Lord said, I see you and I heard you. But it was a time to be still. It was time to be still. And now, it's almost the dawn is about to break and you'll be ready to shout. It took six days to march around the city one time. But on the seventh day, when God gave the word, when Joshua gave the word for the priest to blow their seven horns, And they told the people to open their mouths up and shout. The Bible they tell you they, they only shouted, but they can't. They gave they gave a radical praise, a crazy praise that caused the walls of Jericho to come crumbling down. Here's my question prophetically to you tonight: Are you ready for the walls to come down? Are you ready? for the walls to come down. And you keep saying, preacher, I understand what you're saying, but why do it have to be doing good people, bad things with having good people? Because you've been marking time for too long. You've been stuck in one place far too long. So now God said, get ready to come out of it. You're about ready for your miracle. Tonight's message is to get you in a place of thinking and be ready to move. When you shout, your 
shout is not a shout of glory. Your shout is not of I told you so. Your shout is a testimony of see what the Lord has done. Count your many blessings and see what the Lord has done. And this shout, let me make it perfect today. This shout that's about to come out of you is a shout of a new level in Christ Jesus. It's a shout of elevation. Glory to God. It's a shout of redemption. It's a shout of healing. It's a shout of signs and wonders. It's a shout that when you do speak, everything you say will come past instantly just like that. This shout, this shout, this shout. God is going to be on you like never before in this shout. I'm not giving you nothing to hype you up. Or no, I'm giving you what God has placed in my spirit to release unto you right now. And I release it in the mighty name of my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. This shout is going to cause your children to seek the salvation of God. This shout. It's going to cause your children to say, Lord, what must I do to be saved? This shout is going to bring the family back together. This shout is going to draw the unbelievers to become believers. This shout is going to cause promotion and elevation on your jobs. This shout a great shout of a thunderous praise. Shall we pray? Father, in the name of Jesus, we bless you, we glorify you, we thank you, God, for your word. Lord, when you say it's time to shout, let us shout with a thunderous shout that every inch of the wall that's been kept around of us will not only crumble, but it will never be rebuilt again. When you tell us to shout, God, let us shout with a thunderous praise that it will be heard from the north, south, east, and west. When we shout, Lord, let the miracles be manifested in reward. Let people be saved because of our shout. And God, we're going to give you glory. We magnify your name. We say thank you for it right now. And we decree this blessing to be so. And we receive it. In Jesus' matchless and wonderful name. Amen. Amen. And amen. God bless you.